0: The Detroit Tigers have now lost four straight games and seven of their last eight uh, losing on Tuesday night in pretty miraculous fashion as we have become accustomed to. It's very late at night yet again. Let's talk about it all today on Locked on Tigers. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team, Every day, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Wednesday, September 7th, 2022. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. That is obviously including. YouTube today's episode is brought to you by bet online, Bet online has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before, Bet online where the game starts. Okay. The Detroit Tigers drop yet another game. As I said, in the cold open, their fourth straight game. Uh, This one at the hands of the Los Angeles angels yet again, by a score of five to four in the 10th inning. Uh, This was a, a really ugly game. Um, very ugly ending, very ugly middle, and very ugly beginning. <laughs> well, it's not pretty. Uh, we do have some stuff to talk about. There is some bright, stuff to, bright spots in this game that are uh, salvageable, I guess we'll say. But, I mean, just really uh, another brutal gut punch loss uh, at the end of the game. Um, Javi has a slider well low and outside well out of the zone that he gets the bet on the ball and and uh gets a clutch RBI late and then in the bottom of that inning proceeds to turn around and commit yet another throwing error um, Eric Haas at the play definitely did not do him any favors there uh, that that was certainly not a uh, a great pick, but at the same time with a play at the plate where you got to get a tag down to I mean, that, that's, that throw is significantly off the mark. So then they tie it up and then they do the, uh, the squeeze to win it. And here we are at one o'clock in the morning yet again, discussing a tiger's loss yet again. Tomorrow's game's at four o'clock. So you won't have to hear me complain and whine about it being late uh tomorrow or hopefully um i haven't looked at the rest of september but probably not too often the remainder of the season this game was uh this team is 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 not good this is a very frustrating season with a lot of very frustrating games um I I've said it quite a few times. I'm pretty numb to like the losing at this point. What I am not numb to is the ways that they lose. Every team you can see the bang- banners hanging behind me. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, every team I root for has been pretty terrible over the last half decade. Uh, so I'm I'm pretty used to and and numb to the consistent losing at this point, but. When you just keep finding miraculous ways to end games or, or, or miraculous fashions to, to lose, that's where it, the, the frustration maintains. That, that's our, our, our highest-paid player, not named Miguel Cabrera, obviously, who you brought in to be the, the, the focal point and, and be a guy to build around and be the centerpiece. And you didn't spend big money on any of the other. It was the best shortstop free agent class ever. Ever. There was like five high-end shortstops all in the free agency market at the same time. And you took the cheapest one and he has been abysmal this season. That's all objectively true. Obviously, for the remainder of the contract, he could play phenomenal. We could just look and go, oh, it was one bad year, whatever. I I hope that that's the case. But objectively, they took the the cheapest of the top-end shortstops, which, top-end, still $160 million or whatever, but the cheapest of the, the top four or five, whatever number that was, that were all available. And he's leading the league in errors. And he has a 645 OPS. And he's the worst hitter against breaking balls like in the entire sport. Just optically, it's the most frustrating thing to look at ever. So that was not great. And that was certainly the, the highlighted moment. I almost called it a highlight. That was certainly the highlighted moment of this game. It was certainly not a highlight. Um, yeah. And, you know, the frustrating part is he, he had three RBIs tonight. Like, he, he, it's like even when he does some things right, it, it just, like, inevitably something comes crashing down at the end. I don't know. Frustrating season. I got a month left. Frustrating season. Besides that, offensively, I guess we can just break down the rest of the team. Willie Castro batting leadoff. Uh, (laughs) Willie Castro batting leadoff. Uh, This lineup was honestly Riley Green in center field away from being like the lineup that I want to see the remainder of the year. They played a lot of the kids today, and I did enjoy that. Ryan Kreider, one for four. I continue to be impressed by his ABs. And, and you know, the, he's not getting uh, an insane level of results. He hasn't uh, – the he had a really nice, – his hit today was was really hard hit, very close to a home run, but – um the 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 results aren't aren't fantastic like since he's been called up he's has a what a 200 batting average and a 544 OPS and obviously it's a very tiny sample size I'm not trying to this is is a positive um but I I I continue to be impressed just by all of his at-bats he takes really professional at-bats he doesn't seem to be overwhelmed by anything and I, I really think that Uh, he's just a a, a gritty player. He he just really grinds out at bats. And, and and I think, uh, like a no easy out kind of guy, even though the results haven't really been there yet. I I continue to be impressed by him and and I want to see him keep playing. I I, want to see him play as often as possible. The remainder of the season, Josh Lester, Oh, for two with two K's, um, I am going to be honest. I I didn't think any of the at-bats were really too terribly competitive. I, I know that he hit the one ball really hard over 100 miles an hour right the ground out. Uh, I think it was his first at-bat of the game. Um, but, uh, I mean, just not super competitive. And, again, like I, if, if you want to keep playing him and see if you got something in him as, as kind of like a late bloomer for next year, go for it. Uh, like I, I'm all for, again, I've, I've reiterated this a million times. I, I don't need to keep saying it, but I will <laughs> just, I uh, I'm totally okay with the auditions. Just open auditions, open tryout is what September is for next season. Cause the, the people that were trusted with this year's team blew it. So open tryout for anybody who were, wasn't involved in the first four months, I'm total or five months, whatever. I'm totally fine with Torkelson one for four with a ribby. Uh, I audibly said, like, uh, out loud, I, I I yelled it. When he got the RBI single, I yelled, oh, my goodness, he actually hit a fastball down the middle. I was sitting on my couch, and that actually happened. I, I yelled it. I, I was blown away. I, I It was the highlight of the game for me. <laughs> Most excited I got in this entire game, was when Spencer Torgelson hit very hard. It was a grounder, but hit very, very hard. What, 109 miles an hour or something crazy? Great contact on a fastball down the middle. Hit it right up the middle. Very good timing. Got an RBI. I, I almost shed a tear. We've been talking about this entire season. That Torgelson has has in this whole team has just immensely struggled with fastballs down the middle, and Torgelson's been kind of the the focal point of uh, the fan bases, you know, like giving him heat for it. And it was just great to see him anybody, but especially Torque, just actually put a fastball down the middle and play. How sad of a sentence is that? This is a major league baseball team. They get paid millions of dollars. It's a major league team. And I'm currently, the words currently coming out of my mouth are I almost shed a tear that someone hit a fastball down the middle. All right. We'll keep breaking down the game, finish up the offense, get to the pitching. Uh, yeah. I, we already kind of talked about the ending of the game, but whatever. First, though. Got to tell you all about our friends over at betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. Betonline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, even golf. So, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, everybody. Welcome back here to segment two. That's what we're on of Locked on Tigers. Thank you for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, Uh, So we talked about Kryler, We talked about Lester. Talked Torque. Javi, Willie Castro got a hit in this one, but, you know, not really sure. Your team should never be in a position where Willie Castro was your leadoff hitter. Um, Tucker Barnhart did usual Tucker Barnhart things. Akil Badu started this game. Eric Haas ended it. Um, Yeah, I think that's pretty much it for the offense. Couple of extra base hits, which is solid. We put up four runs, like not a not a horrible offensive performance, and not a bad starting pitching performance at all. Uh, Erod started this one seven innings, five hits, three earned runs, no walks, four Ks. Look, this was very early on. the The Erod boo birds were, were kind of prevalent because he, he all three runs were were solo home runs, right? And and he uh, gave them up very early in the game three home runs in the first two innings and then i don't know what happened i don't i i really don't know if he just turned it into a like different level or flipped a switch or or, or woke up or what but uh he was phenomenal from the third inning through the seventh inning he was unbelievable um like like almost unhittable unbelievable attacked the zone did not walk anyone like usual, like peak Erod does. Four strikeouts in seven innings, not a phenomenal number, but but no slouch either. Seven whiffs in seven innings is definitely low, uh, but five of them were on the four-seam fastball. That's pretty uh, pretty effective, solid pitch. Average exit velocity was over 91. That's a little hot, uh, but we know that he's a pitch-to-contact guy, and that 91 is is – can be different than some other 91s because Erods 91 but with a, with, a, with a launch angle, right if you could look at the launch angle of, of his opponent there's a lot of ground balls in that. He, he gets a lot of double plays gets a lot of ground balls. Um, I, I thought he was very effective. I thought the fastball after the second inning what well, was a very effective pitch. he was locating it really well. even the Mike Trout home run, was not like a terrible pitch. It caught too much of the plate, clearly, because Mike Trout took it to the moon. But that like that, that wasn't a a, a horrific pitch. He didn't miss his spot by a lot. It, it was by a couple of inches. It's just Mike Trout is Mike Trout. The cutter, I thought, was back into form and, and was really good after the second inning. Uh, the changeup, he didn't throw early and then just started throwing it late. He ended up throwing it 13 times, got a couple of whiffs on it. Uh, that, that was a pitch that again like didn't feature early and then featured later as the outing went on and, and, and I thought he was really solid and that was a really effective pitch that he almost used as a more so than a swing and miss change up. It was more of of like a a, a sinker change up in the sense that it was inducing a lot of ground balls the average exit velocity on the changeup was 75 miles an hour didn't get barreled once like like really really effective at, at getting weak contact and still like I said a couple of whiffs. Uh, the, his actual sinker, what was pretty a very effective ground ball pitch. Really, the entire game. I don't know. I I just I, I really liked what I saw from him after the second inning. And honestly, in the first two innings, um, and it wasn't like he was missing his spots by a ton. It was just kind of tip your cap to the batter moment. So, um, definitely not the greatest outing in the world. I'm I'm not trying to hype it up to be something it's not. But, uh, you know, went out there and. Six innings and three runs is a quality start, and he went seven with three. So, uh what well, was definitely fantastic after the second inning. Alex Lang then came in. Uh, Alex Lang, as we've talked about on the show, has really struggled immensely since the All-Star break. Uh, in this one, something to keep an eye out for. So, Lang has always been really, really heavy curveball. And in this one, he went – he only threw eleven pitches, so grain of salt. But he went four curveball, four changeup, three sinker. Really, really even distribution. Uh, and, and was he got a walk in there because it's Alex Lang and the command command is still something that he's trying to improve on. But did get a strikeout and, and I thought that the changeup was filthy and like that's a like a like a ninety ninety one mile an hour changeup and and has crazy movement he he's so nasty. He's so nasty. And he, he just needs to hone in on the command. That's all he needs. He just needs to hone in on, on the command. I know I say that's all he needs. Like that's not a massive thing, but, uh, he, that that's definitely the only thing he, he, need. <laughs> there is no, there is no weakness in his movement or his stuff. It It is elite, elite, elite. It's just a matter of honing in that, uh, that, that command. So, I was pretty impressed by him, though. Outside of the walk, obviously, Commanders totally got away from him in that AB. But uh, I, I was, I was pretty impressed by his outing as a whole. His all eleven pitches of them, Joe Jimenez, one inning, one hit, no walks, one K, very four seam fastball heavy. Twelve of sixteen pitches were four seamers, uh, but he, he was lights out. Joe, like it was to the point where the reason that he threw so many fastballs was because the Angels just couldn't hit him. He he threw twelve fastballs. Five of them were whiffs. Seven times, a Los Angeles Angels batter swung at a Joe Jimenez four seam fastball. It was whiffed at five of those seven. That's very very impressive. That's, that's <laughs> over a seventy percent whiff percentage on a pitch is is unreal. I know it's only a few pitches, but still, that's that's crazy impressive. Um the the change up was very effective too. Threw it three times. It was swung through twice. He just continues to be. I mean, he's got. He's almost has a sub three ERA again. He continues to be a a, a very nice story this season in a, in a year with not very many. And uh, yeah, I, I continue to be blown away by by how effective Joe Jimenez continues to be. So big ups to Joe. Um. All right, we'll we'll get into Andrew Chafin. And uh, the the last news and notes we're going to talk about uh, right after this. All right, everybody. Welcome back here to segment three, third and final segment of Lockdown Tigers. Uh, So Andrew Chafin, obviously, last one on the bump in this one uh, goes one third of an inning, one hit, two runs, one walk. The uh, Manfred runner scores. Uh, we already talked about at the beginning uh, of the show. Manfred Rutter scores on the uh, Javi Baez error, and then there's the squeeze. And I, I've watched it a few times now because there was this discourse going on throughout the fan base that, uh, like, if Andrew Chafin would have set his feet and thrown, he would have got him. I, I don't see it. I, I think that was just that play was just doomed. I think you honestly, there's no way Andrew Chaffin gets him out. I think the only chance you have is if Torque was playing far enough in on, uh, at the corner that he could have charged and his momentum would have been literally heading toward home plate and thrown a really good whatever, underhand, overhand, whatever, he however he would have fielded it. Um, I, I, I truly think that's the only way you would have gotten him. I, I don't see any reality in which Chafin was getting him. Um, regardless, it was a bang-bang play and uh didn't get the ball out of his glove try to throw some sidearm thing in midair and and just absolutely uh w- w- was not even close to getting him at the plate there. Um as far as the outing as a whole I know that I mean Chafin's been arguably our best reliever this season and yeah, this was just uh not a very effective outing. Not really too much to say. He- he'll be fine like I said, he's consistently been one of our best relievers. Haven't had too many of these hiccups this season. Uh, I, I, he'll be fine. We might not have another one for the remainder of the year, honestly, but this was certainly not his best work and uh, he knows it and he's very hard on himself and we see it all the time. So um, I, I, yeah, not, not really too much. I'll say the four scene fastball, if you want to be specific, his, his fastball setup pitch just wasn't effective. Um, I guess that's really it for the game. Like I, I mean, just a, a really, a re- really brutal game. Um, as most of them do. Most of them do, as most of them are. The only thing in this game, uh, the Detroit, not in this game on the day, the Detroit Tigers claimed Luis Garcia off of waivers from philadelphia and optioned him to double a erie um that means he's technically on the 40 man so there's like 80 million luis garcias so i i I don't um i i understand if you don't aren't familiar with this one uh but but we do certainly have have a lot of luis garcias in the game of baseball right now which is kind of cool um So Luis Garcia, this one for the Phillies, low level minor leaguer uh, is is only 21, 22 years old and Tigers added him for depth. Uh, There's a chance, honestly, he's so young that he might even be added to like the top 30 list. The next time that gets updated, Uh, he's not a bad ball player. He won't be like top 10 or or top 15 or anything. He does get added. He'll be on the back end, right? Like he he did at the end of the day, get, get waived, Um, but Tigers liked him enough to, to pick them up and even give them a, a 40 man roster spot. So that's the, yeah, I think that's kind of the last piece of news I have for you. Just a, a really exhausting stretch of baseball here. And the the late starts certainly don't help, but like even tomorrow's game is going to be at four. I, I can't imagine that the mood around the fan base is going to change just because it's at four and not because, it's ending at one o'clock in the morning. I mean, it's just it, it's a really, really tough product to watch right now. It is a very concerning situation to be in, as we'll talk about in the off season. because uh, who knows really where to go from here, what to do from here. We still don't have a GM. I know people ask me about that pretty much every day. Uh, there's some people that are certainly starting to throw their hat in the ring, but at the same time with the way that major league baseball and most sports work is, uh, you know, if there's somebody that's high up in a front office for another team, you have to wait until they are no longer playing baseball to interview some of them, uh, especially the playoff teams right but some you can throw your hat in the ring early it's a very complicated kind of confusing system so i would imagine that you will see us hire someone i guess if they find someone after our season ends in the middle of the playoffs and they're just like this dude is is the guy they they might do it before the postseason but if they really want to if there's a guy they have circled that works in the front office for a a team that's going to go deep into the postseason they might uh, wait until they get, at least get an opportunity to interview that person whoever that might be but uh, I mean you're not going to see like a laundry list of names really out into the public uh, there's some great people to to follow that will have their their kind of fingers on the pulse there Cody Stavenhagen is, is obviously the the first one that comes into mind he's been really good about the GM search but as a whole uh, at least while the season's going on you're not going to hear much you might you start hearing some names in the off season. Like I said, that might be more public information by then. So um, yeah, j- just a, a really tough stretch. We got less than a month left. Uh, I, I never thought in my life that I would be counting down like days until the tigers are done and, and like won't play baseball anymore. Uh, but this is probably the first time in my life I'm in my mid-20s it's probably, probably and like this is like I, I remember the 03 team uh, I, I very obviously remember the 2019 team and watched all those games. this might be the the first time in my life that I'm like all right let's let's just get to the finish line man um, which I, I don't even take pride in in saying that I, I don't want to ever want the tigers to go away i i'm way too passionate about them but this season has has broken me <laughs> as i i know it has for a lot of other people so we will stay strong <laughs> um and uh yeah we'll, we'll we'll keep giving updates every day obviously uh i for the remainder of the season i talked about it yesterday i'm i'm really i, I just want to give Players an opportunity. And if you are convinced that Jamer Candelario is not getting brought back next year, DFA him now. Don't wait to just non tender him in a month. DFA him now and let Ryan Kreidler play at third the rest of the year. I don't know about Ryan Kreidler long term at third. He's got the glove for it. Made a phenomenal play, by the way. Didn't bring that up. Uh, for for as much as we talked about the negative defense in this one. Ryan Quether made a phenomenal play at third. Very, very impressive. He looks really solid with the glove, like everywhere they've put him. He's looked really solid with the glove. I would love to see him get some reps at shortstop. I'm going to be honest with you. I would really like that a lot, but I think it's probably just going to be a lot of second base and third base for the remainder of the season. But I also think he's earning continued playing time. Jonathan Scope, speaking of second base, began his rehab assignment in AAA. Um, so he will probably be back within the next week, I would imagine. So we'll see how they handle the Major League roster and who they decide is the casualty at the expense of Scope. Or, uh, I don't know, Scope's contract is, is different, right? That's not like a like a non-tender done in a couple of weeks situation. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But uh he, he has clearly not hit very well this year either. So it's gonna be a yeah, there as much as I am saying like I, I just want this season to be over with because it's cause it's really draining me, uh th- there is still on first pitch every day. I I know what I want to look for and, and I know what I'm trying to watch for, and I I know that I want to see these young kids play and get an opportunity for next year. Um, because like I've said a million times, the people they handed the keys over to this year uh, did not do their jobs. So let's audition for next year. That's all I got for you. Thank you for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every single day. Now for your second listen, check out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season the local team of experts on the Lockdown Podcast Network, plus a betting angle from Lee Sterling of Lockdown Bets, all combining to one ultimate NFL preview. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Final words. I don't think I have any. I'm going to bed. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope. I'll catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.